Talking to uh, James Johnson from ProFootballSpot.com. He's been joining us this week as uh, we get caught up on the uh, the NFL. Hey, I want to go back to talking about uh, ex-great uh, running backs in college and, uh, and able to translate that to the NFL. And I want to stay with the Alabama situation. And as it affects one of our guys locally, what do you think about T.J. Yeldon? Of course, the former Alabama great who came out, had a solid first year, at Jacksonville, uh, was hurt a little bit, but tis the life in the NFL. But uh, how do you foresee T.J. Yeldon working out? Do you think that uh, he'll have a better output in the NFL than uh, what Trent Richardson, another former Alabama, um, uh, uh, former player for Alabama, has had that we talked about earlier? Yeah, I think he'll translate well. And make no mistake about it, Nick Saban, uh, brings good prospects into the NFL, um, and even good running back prospects. You know, Trent Richardson was just a case that didn't work out. But you look at Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy in Green Bay, even though you you can argue he struggled this year, you know, that's mostly because of injuries. And I think Eddie Lacy just has to trim down and wait. But we've seen what he can do even this year. You know, when, when he hits the hole with authority, uh, we were talking about him yesterday, what he did in the last game in the playoffs. Uh, dynamic running back and just I think if he just trims down on the way roughly 15 pounds you know he'll get back to where he was we're talking about a guy that was ranked as a top 100 player last year in the NFL I think it was ranked in the 60s or the 70s somewhere in that ballpark but on Yeldon I do think he'll work out Um, he's a guy that you know I studied a lot in the draft Uh, he's a great change of direction back Great vision. See, that that is where him and Trent Richardson differ, is the vision and, you know, the, the decisiveness. And that can get the best of you in the NFL when you're not, when you're running back at least. But for Yeldon, he is decisive, and he does have the great vision. And I think he's going to be all right. We've seen what he can do. He put up roughly 900 all-purpose yards. And uh, the thing with Yeldon, however, is he's going to need a dance partner. And this is what they've been talking about in Jacksonville or the buzz surrounding Jacksonville. They need a number two guy, a power guy, to uh, compliment him. And if they can get that, then the Jacksonville Jaguars run game will be resurrected to where they were when they had MJD and Fred Taylor. You know, you had one guy that ran with power and authority, and then you had one guy that was your change of pace guy. So I think that's where they're trying to get back to. Not saying that T.J. Yeldon is not good by himself, but it would be nice to have a guy, a bruiser back, kind of like Derrick Henry, if, if anybody want a reference uh, to help out Yeldon when it's all said and done. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the, again, sticking with some of the uh, the coaching hires. Uh, it's kind of a strange day that you, that you had all these different names and, and all these different uh, announcements coming down in one day. Doug Peterson looks like he's going to be the new Eagles head coach that is what the associated press is reporting and i got to be honest with you i like that hire it makes sense Uh, and and i'll say this i never understood why the eagles were even considering tom coughlin Uh, and look no no offense uh but tom coughlin getting up in age and you just got to wonder how many more years he's got left in the NFL, and I just don't understand, you know, in this day and age when, uh, you know, it seems the trend in the NFL is to go toward the the, the younger 
uh, uh, mindset with uh, some of these younger coaches, some of these assistants. That seems to be sort of the in vogue thing to do in the NFL. I just didn't understand the the Eagles' flirtation with Tom Coughlin. And, of course, now it looks like it uh, it was just that, nothing more than a flirtation, as they have apparently selected Doug Peterson, who, of course, is the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Yeah, on uh, yeah Peterson, them going to Doug Peterson, who, you know, worked under Andy Reid in Kansas City, mm-hmm. you know, that to me kind of says that, hey, we might have made a mistake in letting Andy Reid go. That That's what that says to me from their owner, Jeff Lurie, at least in my opinion, because these are guys that run similar concepts, obviously, because one is on, you know, Peterson was on Reid's staff. Uh, so that being said, on Tom Coughlin, uh, I, I kind of understand their flirtation with, them, with him. Uh, they probably looked within their division and saw the success that is, the Giants had. And like you said, he is older. He's up there in age, so... That could have been a concern as well. Um, but, yeah, they probably just looked and saw what the Giants had done and been successful with. And, you know, that probably was an attractive deal with them. So, And also, Tom, Cough- Tom Coughlin strikes me as a guy that would fit the mold of a city like Philadelphia. You know, they need a kind of a hard-nosed, no-nonsense guy because that fits the city of, of Philadelphia. So, that being said, um, like you said, it didn't really go anywhere or anything like that. And now they are rolling with Peterson, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how things go with him. As like I said, pretty much, I think he might be the same coach as Andy Reid. To be honest with you, let's talk about the, the with the playoffs coming up. Boy, there are some key players that are battling some key injuries, and I hear again where Rob uh, Gronkowski. Who, who just is a uh, – man, he is a walking mash unit, it seems like. Well, we've heard about the, the forearm problems that he's had. Now he was at the hospital last night getting treatment on his injured right knee, and I know that uh, the Patriots say that he will play. Uh, man, you want to talk about a guy that could use an additional day. He's not going to get it as the Patriots play tomorrow instead of Sunday. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, as Gronkowski goes, so go the Patriots. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he is able to be, uh, A, in the lineup, and, B, uh, if he's able to be effective on Saturday. Yeah, and if you're Kansas City, you've got to absolutely, you know, even though Kansas City probably, it's a, it's a possibility that Kansas City could stick with the Patriots <laughs> if they even had Gronkowski. But if you're Kansas City, you know, the Patriots coming in without Gronkowski is definitely a big hit for the Patriots. So, like you said, that'll be something to watch. And as you said, he is a guy that has struggled with injuries. I mean, even when you look at him on the field, he has all the arm braces on and whatnot. You know, he kind of looks like a, a, a cyborg out there at times. And, um, you know, it, it's not a knock on Gronk because he's tough as nails. And this is a guy that has had multiple surgeries and yet still is the best tight end in the NFL, hands down. So, Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. That being said, uh, he's a guy that I remember in the draft process, he should have gone a little higher, but it was the injury concerns. And you can understand why he fell in two. I think it was the second round, if I'm not mistaken. Because even in college, this was everybody's concern with him. And uh, that's how the Patriots were lucky enough to get somebody of his caliber in the first place. So um, this is a guy, you know, the knee, 
I don't know if it's going to be an issue during the game or whatnot, but it's certainly just listening listening to it from the outside in, like me and you having to go to the hospital for that kind of issue doesn't sound good. Um, I'm not saying it requires surgery or anything, but normally something like that is treatable by the trainers of, you know, of your team, respectively. But this time, being that he had to go to the hospital, you know, that's a little alarming. But uh, they say he will play, and we'll see how healthy and how uh, strong he's going uh, when he does play on Saturday. Talking to my buddy James Johnson from ProFootballSpot.com. He's been joining us this week, talking some pro football with us. And uh, let's talk about the Denver Broncos. And again, it seems that injuries are the name of the game, and really it's the topic that's making headlines heading into the playoffs. And you've got uh, Brock Osweiler, who hadn't practiced all week. Of course, we already know Peyton Manning has been named the starter, but Man, you are a uh, uh, an injury away from your veteran from being a, a from looking at a potential disaster situation in Denver with your quarterback situation. Yeah, it's a very dangerous situation for Peyton Manning, who people don't even know if he's a hundred percent yet from the planter uh, the planter foot issue and whatnot. So we don't even know if he's going to go out there and look like himself. I mean, reportedly he's been practicing. And reportedly, he's been throwing the ball well. But we'll have to see how that goes, especially when getting hit left and right. You know, can he continue to throw the ball well? So, you're right. It's a da- dangerous situation. And, you know, they might be one hard hit away from having to go to that third-string guy, who I don't even know who that is, uh, <laughs> past Oswilder. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. So, it's, it's an interesting situation to uh, to monitor and watch. Um, but... Like I said, in the Denver Broncos case, and I do think this is one of the hottest teams coming into the playoffs, it appears they found themselves as a run team. And it appears that they can rely on the run when Peyton Manning's out there more than they have in the past to uh, you know, help get him through the playoffs. Because C.J. Anderson and Hillman, they they were running with authority in that last game. And um, this is a team that I think, they're one of the better offensive lines in terms of doing both run blocking and pass blocking. And I think if they rely on the run, that they'll be fine when it's all said and done. Take some calculated throws when needed. You know, they, they are dynamic at the receiver position as well. But, you know, I think as in the past when we've seen Peyton Manning with the Colts and uh, even with the Broncos in the past in the playoffs, they've thrown the ball a lot. I think – they might more so rely on the run this time around. So we'll have to see, though. How about Ben Roethlisberger? Of course, uh, one of the biggest question marks. Uh, you know, we saw late in that Cincinnati game, guy couldn't even throw the ball barely over 10 yards. And, uh, again, here's another quarterback, just like we were talking about with Osweiler, who hadn't really practiced all week. He's been getting some mental reps, but hadn't been able to throw the ball still with that injured shoulder. Well, I think this is a, a big question mark for uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they're in more danger than the Broncos is, and that's why I think the Broncos will end up winning. Uh, and another thing is the Broncos at least have the running backs to rely on if something happens. In Pittsburgh Steelers' case, you know, even D'Angelo uh, Williams is, uh, I think, yeah, Williams, even he has been questionable on the depth chart. We don't even know if he's going to play. So you, you're looking at a Pittsburgh team that's going to be minus Williams, they're going to be minus Antonio Brown possibly, um, and they're going to be minus Ben Roethlisberger possibly, even though they say he'll probably go, which I believe 
because he's, he's a tough guy and he's, you know, that's just Ben Roethlisberger. But you're looking at a team that is three offensive weapons that have gotten the Pittsburgh Steelers where they are now are injured or probably not going to play at all. And that doesn't bode well if you're the Steelers. So, um, you know, nonetheless, they're going to go out there. I know they're going to play hard with whoever's out there. But, you know, injuries, when it's all said and done, could be the downfall of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, let me get your picks, uh, James. What do you think in Seattle, Carolina? You know, I I do not want Carolina, even though, you know, we are Falcons fans, I don't want Carolina's run at that great record that they have to be in vain. I really don't. But I just think the Seattle Seahawks are better. Even though Carolina beat them earlier in the year, I think the Seahawks have closed that gap from then to this point. I agree with and you. I, and I think the Seattle Seahawks have turned it on offensively. They've been doing it. Need I remind everybody, they've been doing it without Marshawn Lynch. They found themselves Good point. As, a, as a pass team as well. They've been putting up roughly 30 points these last couple games, except for the Minnesota game. But they found themselves as a passing unit ever since they lost their tight end. Now they they started to figure it out. You know, they don't have as many people to have to share the ball with, you know, they're just sticking with Baldwin and their uh, other receiver, Curse, on the outside, and they figured out things on the passing end. This is a dangerous team going into this game, and they're deeper than the Carolina Panthers on the defensive end. That's why I'm taking Seattle on this game. How about the uh, other NFC game, Green Bay at Arizona? Now, Arizona limped into the playoffs last year, never really had a fighting chance. Totally different scenario this year. What are you thinking about this game? Are we going to see the Green Bay Packers that we saw come to life last week, or is Arizona going to keep, uh, continue to keep it rolling? I think this game has the potential to be closer than people think it will be because I think Aaron Rodgers will look to take advantage of that secondary without Tyron Matthew. And uh, the Seahawks showed them how to do that in the last week of the regular season. So, you know, they owe that film to the Seahawks that they're probably looking at, and uh, they're probably going to evaluate. But um, nonetheless, it's at it's in Arizona at the Phoenix Stadium. Um, I'm going to go with Arizona. I think they have what it takes on the offensive end to overcome Green Bay when it's all said and done. Um, I think they might have to rely on David Johnson a little bit more as opposed to being the passing team they were to kind of keep Aaron Rodgers on the field if he gets hot because Aaron Rodgers is finding himself. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, he's starting to find himself, as he did in the game against Washington, and that's a dangerous thing heading into the playoffs when a team begins to get confidence, especially offensively, and especially the, the MVP of the league at one point in time. So I think they might have to get Johnson involved so they can keep Rodgers out the field, and if that's the case, Johnson, in my opinion, very underrated uh, player. It's more than capable of doing it, and I'm going to go with Arizona. All right, let's move on quickly here. Kansas City at New England. That's the early game tomorrow. What are you thinking? I'm going to take Kansas City with the upset. I'm, 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 I'm with you everywhere so far. <laughs> I mean, I know they get uh, the Patriots get some guys back healthy, but how healthy will they be? Um, I know they get Sebastian Bomer back on their um, – their offensive line, but I just think that Kansas City, they're another team that's pretty hot going into this thing, and Kansas City, in their mind, know that they can beat the Patriots because they did last year, and I think that's what might kick into effect here. 
And then last but not least, uh, your take on Pittsburgh at Denver. Who's got it? Denver, because simply as we all just said, they're healthier, even though they might be one quarterback injury away. But as of now, they're healthier, and Pittsburgh will be hobbled at least if they do have all three of their best offensive starters. Um, they, they'll be hobbled because, as we all said, injuries might come into play on this one. So, uh, especially with Ben Roethlisberger throwing, I'm taking Denver. James Johnson, ProFootballSpot.com. James, as always, brother, appreciate you calling in. And uh, we'll talk to you on Monday, and we'll recap all these games. All right. Sounds good to me. And you take care, Phil. See you, James. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.